Akwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Seranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. Come with me to Isaiah chapter 53 and verse number 2 and 3. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He had no what? He had no what? No comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty in him that we should desire him. Wow. Jesus was not handsome at all. How many of you remember that Jesus was not handsome at all? Yeah. If you don't remember it, it means you're not here. Praise God. That's why. No wonder he was despised and rejected. Of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were faces from him. And he was despised and we esteem him not. Good. So, at chapter 4, verse 5 to 11. At chapter 4. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Enos, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. For what? And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power and by what name have you done this? That's eight. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. May you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to the helpless man, by what means he's been made well, verse 10, let it be known to you all. Somebody say, known to you all. Uh -huh. And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you Whole. Verse 11, let's read it together. This is the stone which may you become a chief cornerstone. May you become a chief cornerstone. In concluding this teaching, I want to help you to be able to appreciate how practically you can deal with rejection. Praise God. Derek Prince, an American preacher, who went to be with the Lord a couple of years back. This is what he said. He said, I found that one of the most common roots of all personal problems is rejection. One of the common roots of all personal problems. Personal problems. 
personal problems is rejection. Rejection is so common. Rejection is so common, as common as human faces. Somebody say rejection. It's as common as human faces. If you have not had your own, you will have it. You didn't say amen. amen. Oh, you will have it. Amen. Praise God. Your enemy shows that you don't like it. But God knows that sometimes you need it. Praise God. It's not a matter of liking it. It's a matter of needing it. That people have gone ahead to become great people simply because they were rejected. When they looked at Albert Einstein, they told him he was not fit for the classroom. He became fit for inventions. He literally thought that uh, his head was not good to learn. But the same head, later on, invented books and came up with inventions that the lecturers are using as a part of their textbook to teach other people. I see your teachers using things they have rejected from you. Rejection. It's real. Sometimes people deny it, but it's part of life. It's so important that we appreciate that rejection has come to stay and it will be with us. Jesus had it. I told you from the beginning, God was rejected. Jesus was rejected. The early church was rejected. And you also, Bible says that you will be rejected. But you need to know, how do I maximize rejection for my benefit? There was a man who suffered extreme rejection in scripture. And he came out of it to become a man of great prominence. Praise God. And nobody from illegitimate background, most of the reasons why we say people are rejected sometimes, we say there are some that are causes that are by them. Others are causes you can't do anything about. This particular man was rejected for one of those causes he had no control over. And we want to look at his life story from Judges chapter 11 and verse 1 to 11. Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty warrior. Somebody say mighty warrior. Now, mighty warrior also means he was a gifted warrior. Gifted warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. How many of you would choose a prostitute as a mother? If you knew in the spirit that the womb you were about to enter is the womb of a prostitute, you would say you would not like to be born. But it's one of those things that you don't choose. You don't get to choose who will give birth to you. Some of you, sometimes you wish that your father was somebody. But no matter what you do, your father is not, not that somebody. Your father is this man. Praise God. The man you don't like, the man you don't regard, the man you undermine and you despise, that's your father. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's your father. That's, his, that's your father. A lot of people, if you give them the opportunity to choose a father, they will choose somebody else. But you know what? The best of fathers is the one God has given you. Amen. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? That's the one God has given you. That's the one. When you are not mature, you'll be looking for someone else. But when you understand that God gave you a father, in, in this particular man for a reason, you will embrace him wholeheartedly. Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when they were grown up, they drove Japheth. They rejected him. They dropped Japheth away. And they said, you are not going to get any inheritance in our family. They said, because you are the son of another woman. 
Was this his fault that he was the son of another woman? Was this his fault that his father went on one night stand with the woman he didn't like? Because, you know, after he gave birth to Japheth, he went and married. I don't know whether he had the wife before or uh, after. But by all means, he went and enjoyed himself with one woman he was not intending to marry. An issue came out and then he sat down. The, the worst case scenario, apart from, you see, the man actually rejected him because for a man to sit down for his, your sons to drive your own son away, it means that you are in agreement. Japheth's rejection was not a family-based rejection. It was a nationwide rejection because later on, when we read his account, you realize that he was not just rejected. He was actually ostracized. Thrown out of the city. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with him. The king didn't want to have anything to do with him. The elders didn't want to have anything to do with him. Everybody, nobody at all wanted him. Have you been to a place where it looks like nobody wants you? Have you ever found yourself in a place? It looks like the walls are against you. Everybody is against you. Your family, your friends, you go to school, they don't like you. You are at home, they don't like you. You go to work, they don't like you. You sit in the bus, they don't like you. Everywhere you go, they don't like you. Hey! What a shock. Everywhere you go, they don't like you. The Bible said, Japheth fled. Somebody said, Japheth fled. When Japheth realized that he wasn't like, the Bible said, he fled from his brothers and settled in the land of top. Listen, when you are in the midst of people who don't like you, don't stay there. Don't die there. I was born here, I must die here. You will die a foolish death. Where a group of adventurers gathered around him and followed him. Verse 4. The Bible says, sometime later, I like that. Sometime later. Time will work for someone. Sometime later. King James puts it in a way I like so much. He says, in the process of time. Somebody say, in the process of time. <laughs> Let me tell you. Time, time is a processor. Time is a processor. Turn to your name and say, time is a processor. Time is the most powerful processor you can be exposed to. In the process of time. It came to pass in the process of time. That the children of Ammon made war against Israel. Let's continue. The elders of Gilead. Somebody say the elders of Gilead. Uh -huh. Not from his father's household. We are not told his father went to call him. We are not told his brothers went to call him. The elders, the leaders of the nation went to him and they say. Oh God, Javta, we need you. I see people calling for you. Amen. The same people who rejected you will call for you. Amen. The Bible said the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. They have given you up to die. You will live to declare the goodness of God. Amen. They have given you up to be a failure. You will be an outstanding success. Amen. They have given you up to be nothing. You become somebody for the Lord. Amen. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? The elders of Gilead went and called him. Verse 6. The Bible says, Come. And they said, Be our commander. Now, I like this one. I didn't see, this one also was what I was looking for in the first service. They say, he said, Be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Be our commander. Look at what Japheth said. Japheth said, I won't have the time to read all. So I want you to, my key points are, are in there. I'm picking them. He says, Japheth said to them, Didn't you hate me? And drive me from my father's house. Why do you come to me now when you are in trouble? The people who rejected you, God will set them up to come to you. 
And let me tell you, when they come to you, be careful how you handle them. Jephthah said that you hated me, you rejected me. Why are you come to me now? Look at it. The elders of Gilead said to him, Nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Come with us to fight the Ammonites, and you will be our head over all who live in Gilead. He wasn't coming as a member of his father's family. They were fighting with him over what? Inheritance. I don't know how much inheritance the father had. But it's obvious that he, was, he didn't have much. Because if he had much, why would people fight over it? If you, are, you have uh, 20 children and you have 45 houses, would they fight for houses? No, 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 they don't fight like that. Because the, the 45, the 20, even if you say everybody will have two, two, five for uh, uh, visiting. Anytime you visit, you just go and stay in. It's not a place anybody will go there. But I'm sure the house was not much. He had some three or four bedroom house. And there were 11 children. They say, ah, now if you stay here, how can we marry and stay here? Go. But when he came back, oh, he didn't come back to the father's house. He came and by the time he came, they had prepared the white house of Gilead for him. They say, go there and stay there. I see them ushering you into a new place. Japta answered, suppose you take me back. Listen, oh, they said, one, come and be our commander. Then the discourse was on. He said, suppose you, you take me back to fight the Ammonites and the Lord gives me to you. Will I really be your head? Will I be? Somebody say, will I be? Amen. You see, you have to be very, very careful how you deal with matters when certain opportunities are presented before you. Some of us are so used to, and in fact, People who usually suffer extreme rejection most of the time don't know what to, uh, how to make good choices in life. Most of the time. Their life begins to go on a downward uh, trend of negativity because they are not able to make choices that can move them from where they used to be to where God wants them to be. The elders of Gilead replied, the Lord is our witness. We will certainly do so. We will do as you say. Now, Japheth said, so Japheth went with the elders of Gilead and the Lord made him and the people made him head and commander over them. Two words are playing here. Head and commander. You are following. Head and commander. He says, and he repeated all his words before them in Mizpah. I'm just going straight into the message. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, all things. Somebody say all things. All things. Say all things. all things. Most of the things that sometimes come to us in life, we don't like them. Some of them will pray against them. Some of them will bind them. Some of them will do everything to avoid them. But the Bible says the ones you pray for, the ones you don't pray for, the ones you like, the ones you don't like, the ones you give testimony about, the ones you didn't give testimony about. The Bible said all of them work together for the good of them that love God. And are the called according to his purpose. I'm not sure that Japheth was actually happy. When they said, go out of our father's house. You will not live in this house. He didn't leave happy. When they came back to him, his response was clear. That he was not a happy man. The experience they put him through, the torture they put him through was not a pleasant one at all. But God turned it around for your good. I don't know the experiences of your life. I don't know who gave birth to you. 
I don't know the experiences who has rejected you and who has accepted you. I don't know how many ladies you have been trying to marry and all of them bounce you. I don't know how many men have gotten so close to you, sometimes even gotten involved with you sexually. And then they decided to back out on you. I came to announce to you, no matter who has rejected you, God is giving you the finest opportunity of your life. A new beginning is coming for someone. Your future is better than your past. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? Forget about that man that looked at you and made you feel like you are not a marriageable woman and left you. He will come back to see what the Lord has done. The Bible said this is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. May the Lord do something marvelous with your life. May the Lord do something glorious with your life. Shout a believing amen. Rejection. All through scripture we see it. People who were rejected and how God turned it around. I mean, can you imagine a young man like David? First Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 10 to 12. In the New Living Translation. A young man. The Bible said in the same way, all the seven sons of Jesse were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Look at verse 11. He said, the Lord, then Samuel asked, are these all your sons? Can you produce children and forget some of them when the person is not dead? In fact, sometimes when you ask people, how many children do you have? The elderly, most of the time, they will even recount and tell you, we had seven children, but we lost one in so and so years ago. How many of you have heard somebody say things like that? Now, this one was not lost, but the fact, he was lost in the father's mind. Did they like him at all? Everything points out that David was not really liked. Thank God that when people don't like you, then God take over you. Amen. Not liked at all. Not liked at all. And it was not by his making he wasn't liked. I've told you that. If you do, you be misbehave and people don't like you, sort it out. But there are certain likings you can't do anything about. That's when God takes over. He says, are these all your sons? Then he said, ah, the painful one. He said, he said they're still the youngest. The youngest, oh. But he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. You send the youngest to watch sheep and goats? What kind of father are you? The youngest, you expose him to lions and bears? When the macho men are parading their weight about, the youngest is fighting with sheep and bear. No wonder David said, as the, as the deer panted for the waters, so my soul panted after God. When you read the Psalms, eh, every time you feel down, every time you feel that you are weighed down, the best book to read in the scripture is the Psalms. The Psalms are full of inspiration. They are full of encouragement. They lift you up because they are songs largely sung by a man who went through a lot of emotional roller coaster. He went through a lot in life. But he survived it all. That's why I'm convinced and I'm very much convicted that no matter what you are going through presently in your life, whether in your marriage, in your business, in your ministry, you will survive it. Amen. Can somebody give me a louder amen? amen. Look at it. He says, send for him now once. We will not sit down until he arrives. Listen, the same place they rejected you, a call will be placed for you. They will call you not to come to take a lesser position. They will, come to, they will call you to take a prominent position. Amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. Can we look at that without looking at Jesus? In the book of John chapter 1 and the verse number 11, the Bible said he came unto his own, King James, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Are you the only person who has been rejected? And my father, he gave up to me, he didn't take care of me. <laughs> Listen, you are not the only. 
Jesus came to his own. His own did not receive him. But you know what? In the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 9, he said, Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee bow and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The one who was not chosen, the one who was not accepted, now has a name that is above every name. I see you join the company of people who are rising from obscurity into prominence, who are rising from the dungeon to the mountaintop, who are rising from the pit to the palace. Can somebody give me an amen here? Give me a louder amen here. When you look at Jephthah, it's a very pathetic story. None of the things that happened to him was his making, but he experienced it. And in life, there are times where we go through experiences that are not palatable. It's not that we pray for them. It's not that we desire them. But sometimes they do happen. And it takes maturity to be able to know. Sometimes when people go through things, immediately it affects many things about their lives. It affects their relationship. And so much to the extent that they stretch it to their relationship with God. Some people begin to accuse God. And then they say all manner of things to God. And sometimes they are even threatening to walk away from God. Listen, never come to a place where you begin to even contemplate a walk away from God. Because that's the worst thing that can ever happen to you. Chapter. Two practical ways to profit from rejection. How can you profit from rejection? How can you live your life in such a way that though now you are a rejected stone, but you become a chief cornerstone? The first one is that don't expect to be liked by all. Somebody say, don't expect to be liked by all. Don't expect to be accepted by everybody. That's what I want to be. I want you to understand that not everybody will like you. A lot of us live our lives all the time trying to please people who will never be pleased. You, you do your best and your best is never enough. You are trying to impress them and you end up depressing them. That shall not be your testimony anymore. When people don't like you and you know they don't like you for no, not, no evil thing you have done, please don't worry yourself. Don't pray about it. Don't try and buy them things to win their loyalty. Don't try them to give them gifts. Listen, find those who you love and those who love you and bless them. Those are the people you must spend your time with. Am I communicating? The same amount of time, energy you give to people who don't love you. If you gave it to people who love you, your life will be better. Why are you trying to win over people that can never be won? In life, there are people that no matter what you do, you can't win them. That's why the Bible says, as much as a lieth in you, Romans chapter 12, verse 18, and you need to understand that, as much as a lieth in you, Romans 12, 18, he said, as much as a lieth with you, live peaceably with all men, as much, somebody say as much, this is what it means. If it be possible, as much as a lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. That means that in life, there are some people you may not be able to live at peace with. And you should not feel offended. I am a crazy preacher of love, but I know the limits. When I push, I push, I push, I push, and I realize I've hit the limits, I withdraw and I begin to chill. Yeah, because ultimately, those are the people who will be suffering. Don't seek to sacrifice your joy for people who will never be happy, even if you kill yourself. So stop. Focus on your life and enjoy your life. Not all men will like you. Somebody say, not all men will like you. No. 
Luke chapter 6, verse 26, he said, Woe unto you if all men speak well of you. Everywhere you go, office, someone say, Hey, we're superb. Obaha, we're superb. We are hypocrites. Can't be liked by everybody. Number two, resist the temptation to end your life because of rejection. So resist the temptation to end your life. Number two, number two resist the temptation to end your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't end your life. Say, don't end your life. Ahitophel gave counsel. Every time they have taken his counsel, one day they say, Ahitophel, today won't take your counsel. Ahitophel said, me? You won't take my counsel. It's over. I won't leave to give another counsel. Then he went and hung himself. Listen, nothing is worth hanging your life over for. If a man says he doesn't love you anymore, don't kill yourself. Jesus loves you too much. If a woman, after you have done all the right things, not that you have done this, you have done all the right things, she says, enough is enough. I'm not interested in you again. If she's not interested, be interested in yourself. Don't kill yourself. Because by the time you are killing yourself, you are telling, I'm not also interested in myself. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes 9.4, to him that is joined to the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. When you are alive, your possibilities are limitless. I said when you are alive, your possibilities are what? Your possibilities. And not just when you are alive, but when you are alive in God. Your possibilities are limitless. Job said in Job 19, verse 25, he said, I know my Redeemer liveth, and that at the latter day, he shall stand upon the earth. And though, verse 26, and though after my skin worm destroyed this body, verse 26, yet in my flesh, I shall see God. I see you seeing God. Amen. I said, I see you seeing God. Job 14, 14, he said, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait. He asked a question that everyone who have ever gone through some rejection of any sort, like he went through, you must ask yourself. He said, if a man die, shall he live again? If a man die, you have lost this love. You want to kill yourself. If you kill yourself, will you find another person to love again? Nobody marries after death. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time, will I wait till my change comes? I prophesy to anybody with any unpleasant experience, wherever you are, I declare a positive change is coming for you. Change is coming in the positive for you. Change is coming in the positive for you. Can somebody shout a better amen? amen? Please take your seat. Number three. You know Jephthah could have killed himself. Ah, my family people, nobody likes me. That just ended all. But no, the Bible said he left. Number three, refuse to be bitter. Somebody say refuse to be bitter. You see, but I mean, you can't be rejected and not feel it. Every time you are rejected, you feel it. And I'm telling you, the least way to live, the least way to live is to live on your feelings. The least way to live. Animals live on their feelings. You live beyond your feelings. If you want to follow your feelings, you'll be animalistic. You'll be behaving like an animal. You have to live on a higher platform. Live by your spirit. Live by your mind and not just by your feelings. Refuse to be better. And I'm saying refuse because you have a reason, a legitimate reason so to be better. Refuse. I'm not going to be better. The experience was painful. The experience was sad. The experience was sickening. But I choose not to be better. Am I communicating somebody? Make that choice. Make that choice. Because the moment you allow bitterness to rule your life, eh, 
the person who caused you pain, he is not completely out of your life. He has gone out of your life by his controlling you through bitterness. So you don't live by yourself. Somebody is living through you. Another person who has left you. Sometimes a person can break your heart and travel to the United States and he's been there for seven years and you are here still bitter. And by the time you meet him in the U.S., you may not even see that he's the one because he has so become transformed, so blessed, enjoying himself, and you are here becoming a patient. Though you, you don't have the virus. Be all because of bitterness. Am I communicating here? Bitterness. Bitterness. You don't know what bitterness, how damaging bitterness is. I said in the first service, it is better to die than to live with bitterness. It's better. Somebody say it's better. Because no bitter person can ever live a better life. Now, if you are alive and you can live a better life, is it not better to die? When you are alive and you are bitter, your life can never be better. So let it go. Let it go. And I'm talking about anything. In fact, in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, he said, let all bitterness. He didn't give exception. I don't like you to now be a pastor. You don't know my case. I don't want to hear your case. Keep it. Praise God. Keep it. Because if you want to maintain bitterness in your heart and explain your case to me and you will not let go of the bitterness, no matter I can fry you in oil, I can fry you olive oil, anointing oil, every oil, your, your matter will be worse. When your heart is corrupted, eh, your hands cannot prosper. That's why you must always live with an open heart. Ask for things, people will do you things. I don't know, I don't know. People will do you things, you will help people. Some of the people you help most, sometimes they can hurt you most. And you must learn to move on with your life and continue to help people and not become bitter and lose certain vital relationships because of somebody did you one thing. It's a lot of bitterness. You are living with a husband, you are so bitter against him. Why don't you leave him alone? Leave him. You are pretending you are married, but it's all bitterness. Bitterness. May the Lord help us. May the grace of God help us. Number. Forgive those who rejected you and move on with your life. And it, it, it works actually with bitterness. Forgive. You can't forgive and walk in bitterness. Forgive on and move on with your life. Somebody say forgive. forgive. And move on with your life. Yeah. You see, the proof that you have overcome bitterness is your ability to meet the person who caused you pain and not uh, shy away from him, but greet him and wish him well. That's all. Wish him well. Wish him well. I mean, when Joseph met his brother, did he curse them? Hey, you people. Hey. Nyama and All of them. It will call, cause call all kinds of things. You, all kinds of Joseph didn't waste time at all. He said, you know what? Don't worry your head. They, they actually came to lie to him. They came to Joseph and after their father died. He said, our father, before he died, he told us we should tell you to forgive us. <laughs> As if the father could not have told Joseph himself. He said, he told us to tell you. This is the write-up. He told us to tell you you should forgive us. Joseph said, don't worry, it's not about forgiveness. Me, I'm in the place of God. And you meant it for evil, but it's obvious. There's nothing bad here. You rejected me, but everything is so nice now. Now, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's some way when somebody is so blessed and he's still remembering negative things in the past. You know, when Joseph came into a place of blessing, 
You know what he did? He actually named his children to prove that it was not a necessity. He called of them Manasseh and another Ephraim. One meaning of the name is that God has helped me to forget my sorrows. He went through a season of pain, but it was over. Some of us don't know how to close an old chapter when it's over. Close it. Close it. It's past. Let it go. It's past. It's past. The man left you. And the last test message he sent you, so painful, you have kept it. And you are showing it to people. You are showing it to people who are only spreading bad news about you. You are showing it to people. Showing it to people. See this message. I tell couples all the time, listen, when, no matter what it is, if you have an issue, you can't talk. Find a means and communicate. Don't use test messages. Test messages, WhatsApps, it, they are only good for I love you. I care about you. You mean the world to me. You are so precious to me. I love you. Now, those are the messages you'll be sending with on your test message or WhatsApp. But I didn't know you were a very foolish man. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you. That kind of thing, tell him to his face. Because listen, when you write something like that and the person is not the type who can let it go and keep it, you have damaged your relationship in a long time to come. Praise God. I have one policy. I don't keep evil things. Oh. I don't keep evil things. I don't keep evil things. If I keep anything, I keep it to come and show you as a testimony. My car gets crashed. I come show it to you. See what God has done. Let's sing and dance and pray. When we finish, I delete it. Not uh, uh, 1992. I was on this road and my car crashed. What is the use of it? <laughs> Praise God. What's the use of it? Because you are not glorifying God. You are glorifying the devil with that. Am I communicating here? That's, that, that is, and it's the best way to keep your faith working. One of the things that makes faith work is when you acknowledge only good things. You acknowledge, it's not like bad things don't happen, but you acknowledge good things. The Bible said that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you. Praise God. Acknowledgement of every good thing in you. Every good thing. Every good thing. Forgive. Somebody say forgive. And then keep your faith in God and in your dream alive. Somebody say, keep your faith in God and in your dream. Yeah, keep your faith. When they rejected Joseph, the only thing he had was faith in God and in his dream. Japheth, I believe, knew that he was, a, he was born a gifted warrior. And he wanted to die as a gifted warrior. So that vision was alive. They sent him away. But they could not. They drove him from uh, his father's house. But they could not drive God's vision in his heart away from him. Keep your vision alive. Keep your vision alive. Keep your vision alive. Keep your vision. Sometimes, even in considering a spouse, you may want to marry a certain lady and you tell the lady, this is what I want to do with my life. I finished school. These people have, uh, NIB has offered me employment, but I want to set up something on my own. Ah, media me pepe ma onye. Yamao NIB yamao offer 3,000. Un kojina onye. Afena ukbele. Ja, 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 di oye no. And for some flimsy excuse, she walks out on you. Listen, if you really believe that there's an entrepreneur in you, you will not sacrifice that for that lady. Am I communicating here? That's it. A lot of young men sacrifice their vision, their dreams for women who never loved them in the first place. A woman who is not ready to buy into your vision and sacrifice all the way with you is not a woman you should be wasting your time with. Soko nemape. Emma Bonnie Pesoko. Yeah. Emma Bonnie Pesoko. 
Praise God. That's what they are. That's what they are. Praise God. Yeah. When we were getting married, I told my wife, when we are, when we are married, we would, I, I, me, I, 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 God helped me. Me, God helped me. God helped me. And I, and I was so straightforward. I, was so, I didn't even take her to a restaurant to propose. I proposed to her. Pajo, we sat on the... That's why I proposed. Ask her. Ask her. Ask her. Because, listen, I didn't want to... I don't know. I should go and pay, where? Royal Park. And I don't know what she would say. When you have eaten the food and say no, then I lose. No one trouble. No, no, listen, 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 and no, and no, and no, and no was going to be painful by all means, but on top of Royal Park, that would be a double, <laughs> praise God, but that's where we started from, that's where we started from, when we were getting married, I didn't let her keep her hopes high, cry, I said, listen, we are going to get some single room and day inside. And all along she was nodding. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. That's why as God blesses me, I can buy a car for her. Yeah. We are, we are being through things together. Am I communicating here? Are you just finished school? No. You want to marry? Yes, I I didn't say. Praise God. And then get this young pair, you know, praise God. Listen, every great man does not become great out of vacuum. There's always a foundation to it. There's always a foundation. The picture I painted to my wife, if you didn't have faith and she didn't really love me, she won't follow me. Because I believe that that's how you should propose love to somebody. You don't propose love with nice pictures. You propose with worse pictures. If the person really loves you, she will still stand. Praise God. That's how it stands. Praise God. But what I'm saying is that no matter what you lose, listen, no matter what you lose in life, don't lose faith in God and never lose faith in your vision. Somebody say, never lose your faith in God. And never lose faith in your vision. Praise God. Number six, discover and develop your gift. Somebody say discover. And develop your gift. Every man's gift will make a way for him. Every man's gift. No matter what the, the nature of the gift. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 16, a man's gift maketh a way for him. And bringeth him before great men. A man's gift. A man's gift. A man's gift. What's your gift? Locate that gift and then work with it. Trade with it. He gave some five, some two, some three. Trade with it. When people reject you, instead of killing yourself, concentrate on your gift and trade with it. Very soon, when your gift begins to speak, all of such people will come to you. I see people who have rejected you coming back to you. Amen. Shout a believing amen. amen. Shout a believing amen. amen. And this is a subject I'm passionate about. Number seven, use your time profitably. Use your time. Somebody say use your time. I can stand many things, but I can't stand people who abuse time. 
I can't stand people who don't have value and respect for time. I can't stand people because there are people who are really not going anywhere. When you are going somewhere, the first thing that we will see about you is your attitude towards time. Praise God. A person with a clear vision and is seeking to achieve something significant with his life will always value time. The Bible says in the process of time. Have you seen that some people, some people write in front of their car, time will tell. Have you seen that? But do you know that time never tells anything? Time never tells anything. If you were poor 10 years ago and you do nothing about it, time will tell that you are poor. Am I communicating? That's the only thing time can tell. Time will not tell that you are rich. You don't become rich with the process of time. You don't become knowledgeable with the process of time. If you are ignorant 10 years ago and you didn't decide to do anything about it, 20 years after, you'll be more ignorant. So you have to use time. When the man went, I don't know how long he stayed there, but he stayed there for quite some time. And then when they came to him, the Bible said in the process, when they came to him, he was a mighty warrior from his father's house. But after some time, when they came back to him, he was still a mighty warrior. May you be relevant at all times. May you stay relevant at all times. When they came back to him, he had not reduced his uh, muscles. He didn't say, because they don't like me, I will now not eat. He was still going to the gym. He was still doing all the exercises. Everything he did in order to remain a mighty man of war, he was still doing them. And so when the opportunity came, they could go for him. Anytime you use your time profitably, opportunities will always abound. A wise man said, if opportunity does not knock, uh, build a door. If opportunity does not knock, build a door. When you proper preparation meet opportunity, greatness is born. But when you are not prepared, no matter what opportunity comes your way, you abuse it. Now, if there is a certain opening now for somebody to put 50000 in an investment, if you have not been saving over time, you won't get that opportunity. No, no, no. If everything that enters your hand, enters your stomach and goes through the other side, you will not have anything there. Am I communicating? So that opportunity has come, but you can't assess it. Why? Because you did not use your time profitably. Turn to your neighbor and say, use your time profitably. How do you use our time profitably? Among many things, grow with time. Somebody say, grow with time. Grow with time. time. There are some people, time is going, but they are not growing. He's been a Christian for five years. He's not growing. You still have to follow him up for him to come to church. You still have to send him text message to come to a cell meeting. He still does not know that he must honor God consistently and faithfully with his tithes. Every time there's a gap between your growth. Somebody say grow with time. Haven't you met people who are older than their, your age and yet they seem to be so empty, they seem to be so immature because sometimes people think that growth is by age. Nobody grows in a logical manner by age. When you are growing in a profitable sense, it's not just a function of age, it's a function of wisdom. When you are growing truly, we will see it in your wisdom. The Bible said Jesus grew in stature and in wisdom. There are people, they've just grown in stature, no wisdom. May you grow in wisdom. Listen, as for physical and natural growth, eh, it's by nature it will happen. But to grow in wisdom, you have to be intentional about it. That's why a lot of people have grown vertically tall, but wisdomly low. Yeah, because you have to be intentional about growth. You have to be intentional about growth. 
You have to be intentional about growth. You also have to mature with time. Somebody say mature with time. I'm telling you, how can you be married and the same problems you had from the first year of marriage, you still have them. Three years down the line, you are still a baby. Mature with time. Somebody say mature with time. Learn as a husband not to comment about everything your wife does. The Bible said the glory of a man is to overlook a matter. A man who does not know how to overlook a matter is not a man who will have a peaceful home. Because women can give you some wild matters. And you should be able to know, this one I will comment, this one I will not comment. Can somebody give an, a clap offering to the Lord? Very important. Very important. Mature with time. Mature. You are working in an office, you still give babies answers. The same confrontation again and again. Mature with time. And then make sure, by all means, you are becoming better with time. There are people, over time, they become worse. They started, they were following the Lord, worshiping God, getting things very seriously. Then, over time, every time I see that somebody who was moving up is going back, it pains me. Because God wants you to go up. The part of the just is like what? A shining light. A shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto a purpose. He wants you to come first, become a church member, grow up, become a church worker, grow up, become a church leader. That's what God is looking for. You don't want to start school, go to kindergarten, go to the university, and then when you are finished the university, you say, I want to go to kindergarten. And not as a teacher, but as a student again. They will see that the water in your head is not good. Praise God. They will test you to check whether it's uh, water or, or it's watermelon. <laughs> Praise God. Because that's no good. We grow forward. Mature with time. Somebody say mature with time. And then number, I like this one also. Develop your bargaining power. Somebody say your bargaining power. Say your bargaining power. I realize that when people suffer extreme rejection, one of the things that it affects most is their self-esteem and their bargaining power. Sometimes you look at a, a very beautiful woman and she's just giving her body away to just anybody to mess up with her. Because some hurt in the past she's not been able to overcome. And so she's lost her sense of... There are some people, so they are so beautiful. You tell them, you say, Jane, you look so beautiful. Me? Me? <laughs> It makes you who even said it, you look foolish. Yeah, it looks like you don't know. And it's all because they have lost their self-esteem. There are people who sometimes come to a point where they say, as for me, pastors, they say, are you get what I'm talking about? You see, there's a stage where we do and there's a stage you must know the difference. But when you have been down and down and down and down and down and down for a long time, even when they say sit up, meanwhile, they've given it to you to sit on it. Your bargaining power goes so low. Now look at this. This Japta guy was rejected. When he came back, they said, come back and be our commander. They wanted him to be a, a commander means an army officer. Then he said no. If I come back with you and the Lord gives me, am I going to be the president of you? He said, will I be your head? They said, chapter, if you really want to be our head, then that is it. Because now we need you. You must always know your value. Know your value at every stage of your life. Sometimes you overprice yourself. It's dangerous to overprice yourself. You go to an interview and they ask, young lady, how much uh, are you expecting? He said, ah, Anything from 3,005 is okay. 
it's okay. Listen. <laughs> if they even send you a test message that you were successful in the interview, then God is not there. <laughs> Praise God. People of your kind, people of your knowledge, people of your age, people of your certificate, you, do they collect 3,005? Have you seen it anywhere before? So know when to prize yourself and there are times where you just have to come down and start from a certain place. If you are worth 2,000 and you go and say 4,000, you are knowing the people. They say, sister, please uh, go. Be going. Bargaining power. Somebody say bargaining power. Bargaining power is the ability to speak and engage with people for a favorable deal for your life. Praise God. That's what Jacob did with his brother Esau. He said, sell me this day your birthright. He said, give me food to eat. He said, you want food? I want your birthright. I want your birthright. Listen, never, never, never bargain on an empty stomach. When your stomach is empty, it can easily make you. The Bible says, <laughs> every bitter thing is sweet for the hungry man. Every bitter thing. You are entering a deal and you have not studied about it. You have not uh, done any research about it. And just say, the Holy Ghost will help me. Don't be a fool. The Holy Ghost doesn't help like that. Get information. That's what they do to us all the time, our parliamentarians. Unfortunately, we enter deals. This government comes. They say there was something faulty about the deal. Didn't they know it? Do they make proper and due diligence about it? Jacob suffered before and he opened his eyes. One night, he married a woman in the night. He said, no, I won't do it again. So every time, anywhere he went, he opened his eyes. May you open your eyes. Amen. I said, may you open your eyes. Amen. Eight, number nine, be determined to change your circumstances for the better. If you've ever been rejected, be determined. Somebody say be determined. Be determined. Be determined. You can be rejected and be looking for people's sympathy. If you have gone through rejection, that's not the time to go look for sympathy. Be determined. Jephthah vow. Look at verse 11, 29 to 30. And the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. Go to verse 30. And Jephthah vowed a vow. He vowed. That's a commitment. I must change my circumstance. By all means, I don't want to die the way my father died. I don't want to die the way my mother died. I don't want to die the way my wife died. I want to live and make a difference. By all means, he said, if you will be with me and keep me. By all means, I will do this for you. That was about, it was a determination for a change of circumstance. When you are truly determined, not even God can stop you. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Determined. It's vital. You need to be bull-headed. Lion-hearted. Rugged and rough. That's how, that, that is the spirit they take it to make it in life. Butty, butty, bum, bum. Everything goes. And I'm not saying that uh, there are some people, they, are, they have a calm demeanor, but very strong on the inside. There are some people, too, they are too phlegmatic that they, are, they flow away in life. No, nothing. Bum, bum. You can't drive them. When you drive them, they are offended. Listen. Life is not like that, though. Most of the great things in life, they, don't, they won't come to you. They won't fall on the silver platter. You have to fight for them. You have to what? Fight for them. Learn to be a fighter. Be a fighter. Yay. Listen. You will be left behind in life. Because not everybody will have time and waste their time consoling you when they are all, other things are also chasing them. Learned, the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord 
the Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. There is no future for your life that can ever be bleak with Christ at the center of your heart. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Somebody say, be determined. be determined. Yeah, be determined. The man rejected you, be determined. That not just for his sake, but you will prove him wrong. Because when people reject you, usually they have already formed a certain opinion about you and they feel that it's over with you. But when you are determined, gradually you prove them wrong and they will come back to you and say, ah, we made the mistake. That's what the brothers of Joseph came to you. I see people coming back to you. Amen. I see them come back to you. Amen. I like this. Maintain close association with people who love and accept and celebrate you. Maintain that. When you are rejected, don't hang around with the people who have rejected you, please. Get those who, they may be two or three, they like you, they love you, they celebrate you, be with them. The Bible said Jesus came unto his own. John 1 verse 11 and 12. He came unto his own. His own did not receive him. Then he went, verse 12. As many as received him, he gave them power. He was giving them toughies. Anybody who received him, toffee, take it. Chocolate, take it, take it. Everywhere, because he had found acceptance. The people who love you, love them back. And stop trying to waste your time to love people who no matter what you do, they will never love you. Love them back. As many as receive him. Work with people who celebrate you. Identify with people who love you. Identify with people who want the best for you. That's all. Number, find unconditional acceptance by developing a strong relationship with God. You see, let me tell you, no matter who accepts you, who does not accept you. The place where you have unconditional acceptance is in God. Somebody say, in God. <laughs> David said, though my father and my mother forsake me. Psalm 27. If my father, even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. I see God holding you close. I said, I see God holding you. I see God holding you. Chapter had such a close relationship with God. You know, in the Old Testament, it was not a lazy and serious Christians who vowed. In the Old Testament, if you vow, you didn't honor it, God will just uh, rain something on you. You'll be there now, one stone will come and hit you at the part. Yeah. So, so in the Old Testament, that is not the time where people were just chopping tight, chopping first fruit. No, you won't attempt it. Because God will just uh, send something on your head. No. That's what happened. So only spiritual people vowed. People were very serious in their relationship with God. They were the people who vowed. The Bible said, Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord. A vow. If you go read Ecclesiastes 5, verse 4 and 5, and you understand what it means to vow. He said, when thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay, for he had no pleasure in fools. When you vow, you don't pay it. God sees you as foolish. He says, pay that which you have vowed. Verse. He said, better is it that thou shouldest not vow, than thou shouldest vow and not pay. That was it. Jephthah vowed. So when his child met him, he said, you have brought me low. I have opened my mouth to the Lord and I cannot turn him back. No wonder he rose up to, into prominence. I see you coming into prominence. I see you coming into prominence. I see you coming into prominence. I close with this. Be rooted and grounded in God's love for you. If you've ever been rejected, be rooted. Somebody say be rooted. And grounded in God's love for you. As for the love of God, eh, it's unconditional. Somebody say unconditional. Or oh, say it unconditional. Jesus, you love me too much, oh. Too much, oh. Too much, oh. Excess love, oh. 
Whoever sang that song, Nigerians are just anointed. Hey! Hey! Anointed for many things. Like Faith House Choir. Praise God! When they sing, you can see that the song, the words are from the Spirit. Hey. hey, what kind of song is this? I'm telling you, it's a very serious thing. It's a very serious thing. You check your local artists. Very few of them sing songs of inspiration. Most of their lyrics. What is What the Uba Bompire? I'm telling you. Instead of learning to worship. What am I saying? When you come and we are singing some of those songs, sing some. This morning when we're singing, we're singing, uh, I've taken over. I could see some people. You can see they are not taking anything over. Some of them are even thinking in their mind. Praise God. You will take over. I said you will take over. Let me tell you. You see, there is nothing as powerful as the tongue you have in your mouth. What you say with it will either make you or break you. And what you sing with it will either make you or break you. I've read quite some volumes to know that the power in music can never be underestimated by anything. Somebody listened to a song, Suicide Mission, many years ago. I read it. He listened and listened and listened and listened and listened and listened over, over several periods of time. By the time he finished the last one, he was on a suicide mission. He killed himself. Whatever you hear, the spirit of it imparts to you. Some of you, you don't have them to listen at home. When you come to church and you are singing it, please free yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say, free yourself. Free yourself. Free yourself. The Lord help you. Say, be rooted rooted. and grounded in love. love. Look, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 and I'll close. Are you blessed today? He says, and to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the, he had made us accepted in the, somebody say, I'm accepted. accepted. Unconditionally. Bible says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye be rooted and grounded in love. You may know. You may know. Some people may love you for your height. Others may love you for your skin color. Others may love you for your diction. Others may love you because of the way you walk. Others may love you because of the way you are bent like that. Others may love you because of all manner of things. Others may love you because of your money. But let me tell you, God loves you with all your liabilities. God loves you with all your weaknesses. I know there are some things you don't like about yourself, but God is not waiting for you to change them. He has decided to love you in spite of them. Can somebody give me an amen? That's how much God loves you. And you must learn to love yourself and see yourself like that. Particularly when you live with people who criticize you so many times. Most of the time, you you, you may not see anything good in you. But when God looks at you, you see all beauty and all glory. Can somebody give me an amen? Yeah. That's who he sees you. That's who he sees you. That's who he sees you. Somebody say, I'm loved by God. I'm loved by God. 
I'm God's best. I'm the apple of God's eyes. I am of great value to God. I matter to my generation. I will not destroy myself. I will fulfill my destiny. Rejection. I'm ready for you. I am more than a conqueror. You can come against me. Ten times. I'm ready to deal with you. Twenty times. I will fulfill my destiny. I will achieve God's purpose for my life. I will not allow rejection to rob me. I profit from rejection. So it shall be in your life. Jam your hands together for the Lord. Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa run about Kumase Ghana. God richly bless you. My life. My life.